Welcome to Truth in the Word with Pastor Jim Newsom. Join us today as we allow the Word of God to be a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. Now here's your host, Pastor Jim Newsom. Yes, good morning. This is Pastor Jim Newsom. Uh, this is Truth in the Word on Biblical News Report Radio, Talk Radio, I should say. The 22nd day of August 2019. It's 8:12 on the East Coast of the United States. We're broadcasting you today from North Central West Virginia. I'm going to go today into the book of John, chapter 3. Jesus has a visitor. Before we do, let's go to prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, we ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you anoint your word. Lord, your word that will forever stand, that will never pass away, will always do that which you sent it to do and never come back void. We ask you, Lord, to bless every individual that listens to this broadcast today. Lord, we just lift you up, that all men might be drawn into you. And as John the Baptist said, Lord, we must decrease, you must increase. And we ask you to bless your word in Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray. Amen and amen. <clears throat> John chapter 3. John chapter 3, uh, talk about a very important subject today. You must be born again according to the Word of God. You must be born again. Um, this is the, uh, the rebirth, the renewing of the Spirit. This is what Jesus said must happen if an individual accepts him. So here in John chapter 3, Jesus gets a visitor, and his name was Nicodemus. So let's start there and read John 3, verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Okay, um, He was a ruler of the Jews. He was a part of the, the religious sect called the Pharisees. Commentators say that he was... Uh, one of the three richest men in Jerusalem at that time, a member of the Sanhedrin, uh, the ruling body, religious ruling body of Israel. Um, everything went through the temple in those days. And uh, you have to remember that uh, they were under the rule of the Roman Empire at this particular time. So he was a ruler of the Jews. Um, he had wisdom, I'm sure he knew the Torah, he uh, knew um, God's word, per se. Uh, but just knowing the word of God, according to what we're going to study today, doesn't get it done. Um, you know, the word of God says, uh, practice what you read. In other words, do the word, just not read the word. So here come this man, and the Bible says here in verse 2, the same came to Jesus by night. And said unto him, Rabbi, or teacher, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Of course, this was after the beginning of the Lord's ministry. Uh, of course, we studied the first miracle was changing the water into wine. 
And this got this man's attention, and he was interested in who this man was. And, uh, of course, he was drawn by the Holy Spirit. Nobody comes into Jesus unless they're drawn by the Holy Spirit. So he wanted to know further about this man. He gave him his proper due per se. He didn't call him Messiah, but he called him Rabbi, which means teacher. And he said, you know, you come from God, because there's no doubt you come from God, because no man can do the things unless... That you're doing unless God be with them. So um, in Acts chapter 10, verse, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus from Nazareth. Now, Jesus Christ means the anointed one with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Okay, and he was God. He was the incarnate son of God Almighty, but he himself was God. The word of God says he thought he thought it not robbery to bring himself up to be equal with God because he was God. Make no mistake about it. He laid aside his deity for a time and put on flesh, which had to be done in order that me and you can be saved. He had to come as a man. It took a man to save a man. Now, the Bible says Adam was the first man, but through Adam comes sin. But through the second Adam, which was Jesus Christ, came redemption, came uh, miracles and power of God, God revealing himself unto man, one mediator between God and man, and that's the man, Christ Jesus. Okay, verse 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say Unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Okay, that's pretty uh, simply put. Okay, except a man be born again, that word means uh, to be born from above, to become a new creature. And that's only through the blood of Jesus Christ. Spiritual birth, which is needed. Okay, this is not physical birth. This is spiritual birth. Only comes by faith in Christ and his finished work. And according to the scriptures, it's available to all. But Jesus didn't mince any words in his saying that you must be born again in order to see the kingdom of God. Now, that qualifies that there's just one way. Uh, That doesn't please a lot of people, because we live in a world today uh, that says there's more than one way, but the Bible doesn't teach that. So I'm going to believe the Word of God, because the Word of God is the infallible text written by the Holy Spirit, inspired by the Holy Spirit. Men wrote it, but they were inspired by the Holy Ghost. All Scripture was inspired by the Holy Spirit. Okay. So he says, a man, of course, when we see man, we mean mankind, must be born again in order to see the kingdom of God. Okay. So God himself, we, we know from the Scripture, was not created. He says, I am that I am. He always is and always will be. Uh, Christ himself was not 
created. He was incarnated. He was there in the beginning. The Bible says, in the beginning, God. Study that. And the word Elohim means the triune God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that Jesus Christ himself was the creator. All things were made by him and for him. So in essence, we find that Nicodemus was speaking to God himself in the flesh. John 1.14. And the word, or the logos, became flesh. Okay. So this is uh, a concept, you know, I'm sure that this man was going to have a hard time in understanding. Like I said, he knew, see, he he knew the law, I'm sure. I'm sure he did. You, you had to know the law to be in that sect. But the Bible says that the word of God is spiritually discerned. The Bible says that the Holy Ghost teaches us the word of God and leads us and guides us into all truth and all righteousness. Uh, a man named Solomon wrote in Ecclesiastes 12:13, "Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man." So he made us God, uh, God made man for fellowship. The Bible says that God worked, walked with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. He gave him dominion over the garden. We, you know exactly what happened. He says, I'm, you know, I'm going to give you every fruit-bearing tree except for one. You can't eat this one. Of course, they disobeyed, ignored, and they fell. And when Adam fell, then all of mankind fell. We are products of the fall. We were conceived, the Bible says, in sin. So we need a Savior. We need to be born again. So God made us to fellowship him because he loves us. So uh, in essence, then man has turned around and made themselves God and put themselves on the throne. Okay? So a man can't be born again if he's the head of his own heart. If he is sitting on the throne of his heart, then he can't be obedient to God. So what does it mean to be born again? It means to re, it means to renew a rebirth in the spiritual realm, but it also means getting off the throne of your heart and putting God on it, and recognizing who God is. We talked yesterday. Humble yourself before God, and in due time, the Word of God says you shall be exalted. Okay. When we're born again, of course, we invite Christ into your life, confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. You've got to believe that Jesus Christ is the Lord. You've got to believe he came, he lived, he died, he was resurrected, and he ascended to the Father on high and sits by the Father's right hand, making intercession for me and you today, and is coming back. The Bible says we must love his appearing. But we give up the right to be the Lord of our lives. And that's hard for people to do, you know. Especially for those that like to control everything. For those that like to fix everything themselves. And I've learned down through the years that we cannot fix certain things. We do what we can do, but we have to commit the rest to God. They're just things we cannot do. We no longer trust in our righteousness because, in essence, we have none. The Bible says that our righteousness is but filthy rags, we got to know who we are, and we've got to know who he is. See, we, I'm going to say it again. We were conceived in sin. 
Okay? We're all products of the fall. We live in a fallen world. We need a redeemer. We need to be born again. And Jesus said, you're not going to see the kingdom of God until you are born again. And the new birth comes through and only through Jesus Christ. Behold, I make all things new. I've come to give you life and to give you life more abundantly. I set before you life and I set before you death. Choose you this day life. He told the woman at the well, he said, if you drink of these waters, he said, you'll never thirst again. You drink of that well, you will thirst again. But the waters I have, you will never thirst again. For what I have is living Water For out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. This is what Jesus said. So we no longer trust in our good works. Not, not going to get it done. Sorry. Now we're going to be judged for our works. Make no mistake about it. I, I know what James said, that, that uh, faith without works is dead. In other words, if you have faith, it's going to produce works, but the works themselves will not save us. We no longer can trust in our good works or our religious activities. So going about doing this and doing that religiously, okay? You can work out every day religiously, but that doesn't save you. You have these things you do, quirks you do in your life, but these things will not save you. The only salvation that we have is through Jesus Christ and his finished work at the cross. That's how we're saved and the only way we're saved. And we will trust in his grace, in his providence, in his almightiness, in his, he, the fact that he's sovereign. Amen. He's, he uh, was not going to go away. Amen. He's not a fly by night. He's an eternal, self-existing God, and you must, listen to me, you must adhere to his plan of salvation because there's no other way that a man can be saved, no other name under heaven, the Bible says, can a man be saved except it be through the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, seek him while he may be found. Seek him while he may be found. Back in John 1, we read this before, but we'll go We'll go back over again today. John 1, verse 12, But as many as received him, who's him? Jesus Christ. To them gave he power, wow, to become the sons of God, even to them, even to them that believe on his name. Listen, verse 13. Which were born not of blood. Okay, that explains the new birth. Not going back into the womb, which we're going to study that nor of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, listen, but born of God. Verse 14, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. That's none other than the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That word there is logos, which he is the word of God. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the, listen, only begotten of the Father. Read it again. The only begotten of the Father, who is the Son of of the living God. Yes, God had a son, his only son. Listen, full of grace and full of truth. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 29, if you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone that doeth righteousness is born 
of him. There again, laying aside any righteousness we have, which we don't have. And what we do have, the Bible says, what we, what me and you deem as righteousness is filthy rags. In other words, not going to get the job done. God cannot look at our righteousness and not condemn us, okay? He can't save us with our righteousness. We don't have any righteousness that can do any do us any good. 1 Peter 1, 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy have begotten us again into a lively hope, listen, by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Now, the Bible says we were uh, buried with him and we were resurrected with him. The quickening spirit, if you believe that, if you believe that God Almighty quickened the dead body of Jesus Christ and brought him out of the grave, you can be born again. That's one of the things that the Word of God says. Okay. You've got to believe those things. You can't, you can't uh, uh, be saved if you don't do that. Now, Romans chapter 10, verse 9. And stick with me on this. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus... And shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Study this. For with the heart, the heart of man, believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Listen, for there's no difference between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. No matter where you're at, what you're doing, the Holy Ghost tugs at your heart, listen to that tugging. Don't ignore that tugging. As he deals with, with, with you, do something about it. Verse 14, Romans 10. How then shall, shall they call on him whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? What I'm trying to do today is expound and view the word of God so you can hear. And how shall they preach except they, except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who hath believed our report? Verse 17, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Read it again. For faith, which you have to have to be saved, cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Verse 18, but I say, have they not heard? Yes, verily their sound went into all the earth, and their words into the ends of the world. But I say, did not Israel know? First Moses saith, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people, and by a foolish nation I will anger you. But Isaiah is very bold and saith, I founded them and sought me not. And I, I was made manifest unto them that ask not after me, but to Israel he saith, All day long I've stretched forth my hand into a disobedient and again saying peoples. Here we see the rejection of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And we, we're going to find out in this book, in John, that they, for the most part, did not receive him. Now this man, Nicodemus, I believe was led by the Holy Ghost to come and speak to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Notice the Bible says he came by night. To see him, and you know, a lot of people say, "Well, he was ashamed, or whatever." Maybe I don't know. Don't, but but the scripture says he came by night. Okay, okay. John chapter three, verse four. Nicodemus said unto him, 
How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Okay, now this proclaims that we have the spiritual leader, one of the spiritual leaders of Israel, and having no idea what it means to be born again. Listen, because these things are spiritually discerned. He was a master of the law. Of course he was. He was very intelligent. He was part of the Sanhedrin. He was a leader. He was a guider. People went to this man for advice. But he did not understand the concept of being born again. It seems uh, you know, he did not know the language. You know, you know, even of you know, even in in the the Old Testament, uh, the, the speaking of the circumcision of the heart. Uh, you know, concerning uh, a hard heart and a right spirit. In Psalm 51.10, the psalmist said, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Now, this was, in essence, the renewing of the Holy Ghost. To be born again is to receive a right heart. How many times do you tell the prophecy? He says, I'll take that stony heart and put it in a new heart and write my word on that heart, and they will be my people. Deuteronomy 36 says, And the Lord thy God will circumcise thy heart and the heart of thy seed to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, that thou mayest live. So this is a heart change. This is a heart change. You know, they they practice the, uh, uh, the law of circumcision. Every male child on the eighth day was circumcised according to the word of God. But what we're talking about here is the circumcision of the heart, the covering, the blockage, so to speak, of the heart that men cannot receive the word of God. Matthias tearing away to allow entrance, to allow the Holy Ghost to deal with the heart. And this is what the Holy Ghost does. See, this is the drawing factor that shows men, brings up a mirror before them, shows them their undone state. And then they either accept or they reject. You know, they're showed to be a sinner. They're showed to be uh, of, of a lot of shortcomings in their lives that they can't make up, that they can't do anything about. So in Jesus, the Lord invites them to, to uh, uh, invite him into their heart. He says, he says in Jeremiah 4, 4, Circumcise yourselves to the Lord and take away the foreskins of your heart, ye men of Judah, you inhabitants of where Jerusalem, lest my fury... Come forth like fire and burn that none can quench because of the evil of your doings. See? The need to be changed. The need to be changed. It, it's not a physical rebirth. It's a spiritual birth. Okay. Ezekiel 36, 25 through 27. Then I will sprinkle clean water upon you. You shall be clean from all your filthiness, from all your idols. Will I cleanse you? A new heart. Also I'll give you in a new spirit will put it within you, and I will take away the stony heart out of the flesh and will give you a heart of flesh. And give I will give you a an heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit within you, and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you shall keep my judgments and do them. This is the rebirth. When you are born again, you no longer belong to yourself. As we said before, you are no longer the Lord of your own life. You don't sit on the throne of your heart. Jesus Christ sets you. In other words, you, you completely give over to him. You humble yourself. You yield your members completely unto him. 
Okay, John 3, 5. And Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now, the phrase born of water here means speaking of the natural birth, which pertains to a baby being born. Now, being born of the Spirit, of course, refers to a what? Spiritual birth, which is brought alone only by God through Jesus Christ. And it's not about water baptism. It's about being born again through Jesus Christ. Now listen, I said before, this word is spiritually discerned. See, the Holy Ghost can further amplify this unto you. See, I can't explain by words the depth of the word of God. This is something that's revealed to a man through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate teacher. We're just a mouthpiece. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate teacher. The Bible says that any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. <clears throat> okay, Titus 3, 5 says it's not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing and regeneration and renewing of what? The Holy Ghost. Not by power, not by might, but by my spirit. Saith the Lord. Okay, John 3, 6. That which is born to flesh. Now listen, it's flesh. We see, we, we see a separation point here. That which is born of flesh is flesh. And that which is born of spirit is spirit. So that which is born of flesh is spirit. It has to do with, with solely of God. Okay, it has no relationship uh, you know, they can't be joined. Okay, this is flesh and spirit, flesh and spirit, flesh and spirit. Okay. The flesh is our, uh, I heard a, a, a man say, this is our carton. Is it, you know, it's where we're, uh, where we're contained for a time and for a season. The eternal, the eternal man lives on the inside. Okay. Uh, our flesh is temporary, according to what, what the Word of God says. So we're not born again in the flesh, but we're born of the Spirit. Now listen, <clears throat> Romans 8, 1. Therefore there's no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit, which are in Christ Jesus. In other words, we've accepted the plan of salvation, which Jesus completed and done at the cross. For the law, I love the scripture, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me and you free from the law of sin and death. See? Me and you cannot defeat sin on our own. We can't do enough religious activities to defeat sin. It takes the blood of Jesus Christ to eradicate sin from our life. And the, the lawless and of sin and death is this. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God. Is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 8.3, For what the law could not do, that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of, likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For they that are after the flesh, listen, do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind, listen, 
is an enemy against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can it be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. See the separation? But ye are not in the flesh, if you're born again, but you're in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell on you, now if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness, because of his righteousness. But if the spirit of him, listen, that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by the spirit that dwells. In other words, have an effect on your mortal body. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if we live after the flesh, we shall die. But if you, through the spirit, you mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live through the spirit. Through the spirit, not by power, not by my, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. For as many are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Man. Study that sometime. Study it. Galatians 5, verse 16, For I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Why? Verse 17. For the Spirit, for the flesh, lust against the Spirit. In other words, our enemy is our flesh. And the spirit against the flesh, and they are contrary one to another, so that you cannot do the things that you would. In other words, the spirit or the flesh pulls at you. Paul said, the things I want to do, I don't do. The things I don't want to do, I end up doing. Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? He was talking about his flesh. Okay, for the, lust, for, for the flesh lusts against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh, and those contrary to one another, you cannot do the things that are in the world. But if you are led of the spirit, you are not under the law. Now listen to what it says. Now the works of the flesh are manifest of these, adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, adultery, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, and heresies, envies, murders, drunkards, reveling, and such like of which I tell you before, as I also told you in time past, they which do such things shall not shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So what's the answer for all these things? I'm not going to go over and read them sometime in Galatians 5, beginning verse 16. So the answer to all these sins, which are of the flesh, is to be born again and receive the blood of Christ. The blood of Christ eradicates. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. But the fruit of the Spirit, here, see the separation, is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith, meekness, temperance against such there is no law, and they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another, okay? So study these, study these scriptures. These are the enemies we talked about, fornication, adultery, all these things. These are actions manifestations of the flesh. And Jesus Christ came that he might destroy those works in our lives. John 3, 7. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again or born from above. Marvel not. 1 Peter 1, 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy have begotten us again into a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We read the scripture before. We are in a lively hope. Verse verse uh, 8, John 3. 
John 3, 8. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit or born of the breath. Okay. It, so is everyone that's born of the Spirit. It's a spiritual birth, so it cannot be explained by intellectual means. Okay. It's only discerned by the Spirit, by the revelation that comes from the Holy Spirit. Ghost. Remember, I said, I've said it a thousand. He is the teacher. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. John eight fourteen says this. Jesus answered unto them, Though I bear record of myself, and yet my record is true, for I know whence I came, whither I go. But ye cannot tell whence I come or whither I go. Okay, verse nine. Nicodemus answered, and said unto him. How can these things be? He has an understanding of this great truth. He's religious. He's a member of the quote-unquote Pharisees and the Sanhedrin, which is very well respected at that time, leaders of Israel, keepers of the temple, but could not discern salvation. So was being a part of the Pharisees going to save him? Was being part of the Sanhedrin going to save him? Jesus didn't say, well, don't worry about it. You're a Pharisee. You're part of the Sanhedrin. You're fine. No. Just like he's not telling us today, oh, you're a member of XYZ Church or this church or or uh, that denomination. Don't worry about it. You're fine. Well, you sitting under a certain preacher. No, he says you must be born again. See? Does the church world understand that today? That it's more than church membership. It's more than shaking the hand of a preacher's morning going into a baptismal or by the riverside and getting baptized. It's more that it's a, a yielding, that it's allowing Christ to sit on the throne of your heart. It's completely giving over unto him, asking him into your heart and into your life. Maybe not having a lot of understanding, but trusting him to take control of your life and lead you and guide you into all of his truth and all of his righteousness. So here was this great leader who had no understanding of what was going on. Verse 10. So the Lord answered him back and said unto him, Art thou a master or a teacher of Israel and knowest not these things? Hmm. He was a spiritual leader. I had no idea what Jesus was talking about. Verse 11. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, we speak that we do know and testify that we have seen and ye receive not our witness. So Jesus is speaking. He says, we of the triune Godhead, uh, as well as the apostles and the prophets. He is speaking of the word of God and is directing Nicodemus to the word of God by the spirit and telling him that the source of his salvation is not through tradition or the ways of men or man Man-written laws, constitution, bylaws. The, the church should be ultimately governed by the Holy Ghost. Now, I realize we need governing aspect, constitution, bylaw. I know all this stuff, statements of faith. But the church should be, as the New Testament church was, if you read in the book of Acts, was led by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Preachers need to yield their pulpits to the whole. I'm not saying get down from behind it. I'm saying the Holy Ghost to use them behind the pulpits. And once again, let the Holy Spirit 
Leave the church. Okay. John 3.12. For I have told you earthly things, and ye believe not. How shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? Okay. He said earthly things refers to uh, the old, you know, the Old Testament ways, the feast days, the sacrifices, and all these things, um, which I'm sure Nicodemus knew everything had to know in order to be a, uh, a quote unquote a leader of Israel, or part of the group that he was in. Okay, but maybe he didn't get the gist of everything. Okay, because everything, even in the Old Testament, point point pointed to Christ. Now, you can read Isaiah chapter 6, where they were they were blinded for time and for a season. He says, cover their ears, they may not hear. He said uh, that, that they will not believe. Okay? Because, because of rejection. He said, my spirit will always strive with man. Okay? He said, how shall you believe if I tell you heavenly flesh? He's, t- he's telling us that, that we must know that Jesus as God, that Jesus was incarnated, and, G- and, and, and he was more than just a teacher. So and, and, and until this man or we understand that, that, that God came in flesh and blood through Jesus Christ, the incarnation of Jesus Christ, we want to understand heavenly things because the Bible says he come from heaven, okay? All good things come down from the Father of lights. And we'll say it again, these things are spiritually discerned. Okay, verse 13. And no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. Okay, Acts one eleven says this. Also, ye men of Galilee, why stand you gazing up to heaven? The same Jesus, which is taken up from unto heaven, shall also come in like manner, as you have seen him go into heaven. He came from heaven, he lived, he died, he went back to heaven, and he's coming back. He sits by the Father's right hand. The Word of God explains that and tells us where he is right now. In his mediator, his his his, his uh, uh, point of where he uh, stands or reconciles, Men with God. He's our mediator. One mediator between God and man, and that's the man, Christ Jesus. Verse 14. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. I remember that story. Uh, when the story is the truth. Book of Numbers 21 9. And Moses made a serpent of brass and put it upon a pole, and it came to pass if a serpent. If a serpent had bitten any man, then he beheld the serpent of brass. He lived. This is what God told Moses to do. Serpent, you know, the type of saint in our sins been nailed to the cross. Okay? A type of the cross. John twelve thirty one says, Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. And if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. This refers to, of course, Christ being left on the cross which that and that alone defeated Satan. If we put every power, every principality, the Bible says, to an open shame. Okay, John 3.15. And whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Whosoever. It's a universal call. Okay? It's... Uh, 
the plan was predestinated, not the man. Everybody has free will and free choice, according to the Word of God. Now, I know that's a sticking point for a lot of people, but God gave a universal call. Whosoever will or whosoever believes should not perish but have eternal life. Okay. John five twenty four says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me have everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Second Peter 3, 9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is longsuffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, any, but all should come to repentance, any and all, any and all, any and all. Universal. Okay, John 3.16, first verse we probably learned in our lives. For God so loved the world, this current world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. John 1, verse 13, which was born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. Talking about Christ. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and full of truth. John six twenty seven. Labor not for the meat which perishes, but for the meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. For him hath God the Father sealed. Once again, he's the only way. The only way that man can be saved or mankind. Verse 17, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Romans 8, 1, therefore it's no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. John three eighteen, But he that believeth on him is not condemned. Listen. But he that, believeth, he that believeth not is condemned. There you go, a choice. Already, he says, because he hath not believed in the name, listen, of the only, 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 only begotten Son of God. The only way. There's no other way. No other name under heaven is there that a man can be saved. Verse, verse 19 Let's go to Matthew 1, 1, 21 first. And he shall bring forth a son, and I shall call his name Jesus, for the, he, listen, for he shall save his people from their sins. He alone. John the Baptist, behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Okay, verse 19. And this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world, and men love darkness rather than Light. There we go. There it is. Choice. Choice. John 12, 3rd, 46 says, I am coming light into the world. Whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. Whosoever, universal, should not abide in darkness. So we have a choice. As you're hearing this word today, you have a choice to receive Christ or reject Christ. Because the Holy Spirit's in this. Not because I'm here, because he, he's here. And he's in his word. He penned this word, see. A choice. Choose you this day whom you will serve. Verse 20, John three twenty. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light. Mm. That's a spiritual law. 
neither cometh to light, lest his deeds should be reproved or showed. In Luke 8, 17, for nothing is secret that shall, that shall not be made manifest, neither anything hid that shall not be made known and come abroad. See, you see, we got to confess our sins, bring them before God. Okay, last verse for today. Uh, John three twenty one. But he that doeth truth cometh to light, but his deeds may be that his deeds may be manifest that they are wrought in God. Now, a desire for truth, okay, is put in the heart by the Holy Ghost. A desire for Christ, the drawing, draw us, Lord, draw us, Lord, we'll come come following after you, running after you. Song Solomon says, and it must be placed in heart. The only desire for it is placed by the Holy Spirit. Okay, no religious activities can get it done. James one verse twenty two, but ye be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man unto beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But all whoso looketh unto the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. If any man among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is in vain. Study that if you want to. Pure religion undefiled before God, and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless, the widows, and their afflictions, and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Hmm. Matthew five sixteen. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. In other words, be the light that God would have us to be. So we're going to stop there for today, and we'll continue next time with verse 22 on to verse 36. So study this. Pick up your Bible, get your strong concordance, what, you know, whatever reference you have, and study John 3, the concept and the truth that you must be born again, not of the flesh, but of the Spirit. You must make him Lord of your life. You must lose control. Let me lose myself and find it, Lord, in thee. What, what the old song says. So if you believe, if you believe with your heart, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead by God the Father, the Bible says repent and do your first works over. Renounce all evil that you've ever done in your life. Come on and call upon the name of the Lord and you shall be. The Bible says if you believe on him, you shall not be ashamed. You shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Call upon the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. This is what the Holy Ghost does. This is the spirit and the bride saying come. He's your answer today. But he's the only answer. <laughs> but he's not one of many. Broad is the path that leads unto destruction. Many out there are saying, we go this way, go that way, blah, blah, blah. But the Bible says there's a straight and a narrow way 
This is what he's laying out here in John chapter 3. And the way is Jesus Christ. The Bible says he shed his blood that you might be saved from your sins, that he might eradicate sin in your life. By his stripes you're healed. He was chastised for your peace of mind and bruised for your iniquities. He paid the total price on the cross 2,000 years ago. You don't have to get down and say some big prayer that's written down. Just say, Lord, help me. Come into my heart. Change me, Lord, my Lord. Lord, make me different than what I am. Forgive my sins. Lord, I want you. I want you on the throne of my heart. I no longer want to have control over my own life. I want you to lead me and guide me to all of your truth and all of your righteousness. Because, Lord, I have none. You said in the word that my righteousness is but filthy rag. They will not suffice to satisfy the wrath of a thrice holy God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, today for your word. And God, we just let the Spirit go on and do what, what it needs to do, Lord, right now, Lord, in the lives of people. You see every situation. We know situations are different. Circumstances are different. You see where everybody's at today. You see their need. Save those that are not saved. Deliver those that need deliverance, Father. Break every power of sin and every stronghold in the name of Jesus, the only name. And we plead the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for what you've done and what you're going to do. And Lord, we thank you for your word today. Jesus, holy and righteous name we pray. Amen and amen. You can get a hold of us at truth in the word 777 at gmail.com. That's truth in the word 777 at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook, uh, uh, Truth in God's Word, Pastor Jim Newsom. So, listen, so important. The Bible says, Those the Son set free is free indeed, and the truth. And knowledge of that truth and application of that truth will set us free. And how we need a generation that needs to be free by the power of God. He's the only way, the only truth, the only life, the only light. And he's all that you need today. Amen. Until next time, God bless. I shall not want He maketh me to lie down in green pasture Leave me beside the waters of rest He